Isn't that exciting, wasn't it? I don't want to preach now. I, quite, I could sing that for another half an hour quite easily. Not to worry. Who needs a sermon after that declaration? What else is there to say? Some are going, yes, please don't talk. <laughs> That's fine. Stop there. Well, I want to, um, we're, we're introducing um, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, the next few weeks we're going to be focusing on some of the gifts of the Spirit. This week we'll be doing an introduction to the gifts of the Spirit, just exploring you know, why they're important, why we should operate in them, why we should desire them. And um, next week we have Simon Breaker hopefully coming, um, who's a, who has a great prophetic gifting, and he's going to be coming preaching about the prophetic um, gifting over the next, the following two weeks. And also between that we'll have the School of the Spirit, where you'll have an opportunity to learn more about spiritual gifts, especially um, prophetic, because it does say in the Bible to desire the prophetic gift. Everyone should desire the prophetic gift, that's the command of God. And then we're going into Easter season, and when we come back towards Pentecost again, we'll be exploring the fivefold ministry gifts, so the apostolic, evangelism, pastoral, teaching, um, prophetic, um, all, all these things, and then we'll be looking at the nine different gifts of healing, words of knowledge, and things as we go along. So it's going to be quite exciting few months ahead, so hopefully you look forward to it, and we'll learn from God lots about how we move and the gifts of his spirit. I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to um, 12, just to begin us off in how our exploration. And it says, um, I'll read it from, oh, that's, I'll read it, mine will be a bit different from yours. It says, now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, each one of you, now to each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. That's exciting, isn't it? It's quite amazing how we limit ourselves as Christians when God says, why should you be limited? There's this incredible power that comes from the Holy Spirit that, that is manifest through us. And it can operate through us where God wants to use us and operate through us and use us to minister through His Spirit to the world out there. Imagine that if you go into your workplace and and um, you're talking about Jesus one day, and the next day you go and you give somebody a word of knowledge. <laughs> or next day you go and you're, you're sharing the gospel, and somebody walks by, oh, my back's hurting, you pray for it, and their back is healed. 
These are miraculous witnesses to God's faith and glory, aren't they? These are things that show God's power in a world that no longer, and I, well, I shouldn't say a world because the world believes in God. In Britain, it doesn't believe in God. <laughs> and people who are skeptical about God, it's these signs and wonders and powers and miraculous gifts that follow that demonstrate the power of the kingdom of God working through us. Amen. It's not about us. It's about God working through us by his Holy Spirit. You see, we can all operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You don't have to be a super mature Christian to work in the gifts of the Spirit. Did you know that? You're probably thinking, oh, I need to pray harder, read the Bible harder, study harder, fast, do this and do this to, to for the Spirit of God to, to work through me. You don't. You just have to be attentive. You, be a, you have to be able to hear God and be attentive to God, to what God wants to do in that situation. And when you become attentive to God and obedient to God and obey Him and do what He wants to do, if He tells you to pray for somebody, you pray for somebody, then you do it. If He wants you to pray for somebody's healing, you pray for somebody's healing. If you want, if God gives you a word, then as long as it's not too negative, you share if it's negative, pray fast, share it, discern it, and then go to your pastor or whoever else and, and discern that way. If God tells you to do miraculous things, do miraculous things. I would love to see that. <laughs> but be obedient to God. And, and, and that, that's, so people who tend to operate in the Spirit of God are people who tend to be more obedient to the voice of God and willing to listen to God and be attentive to what God's saying within their spirit. And they're more aware of us. There's some of us who are a bit more skeptical and doubtful and we fear God's saying within our spirit, do this, and we go, that would be silly. I'm not doing that. I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed. So it's not really about maturity. I mean, when, I, when somebody comes to Christ, I always encourage them to pray for somebody. I remember when um, Vanessa just became a new Christian and Magneta's leg was sore. Magneta said, can you pray for me, Pastor? And I said, no, get Vanessa to pray for you. And Vanessa going, what? Me pray for you? And I got to say, no, you pray because you've got faith. You're a new Christian. You believe there's no barriers. There's no doubts. There's no things in between you and what God can do that's been built over the years of religion and tradition and, and theology and other things. Just, just go and pray. Did you, did you need to get healed? The leg was it? That was the leg, wasn't it? Yeah. It's gone. Amen. See? See? Isn't God powerful and amazing and incredible? So sometimes it's not always about maturity. We think it's, about maturity, but it's not. It's about the willingness to use it. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, so that means you could, you don't put somebody in a pedestal because they're working in the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah? Because just because somebody's had a word of knowledge or a picture, you know, or something else, doesn't mean they're a mature Christian. They could be a very immature Christian and quite dangerous and damaging. So <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not particularly, it's not particularly about maturity, okay? You can use your gifts you can be an immature Christian and you can use the gifts of the Spirit immaturely. And when we look at different gifts, we'll look at how you can use them properly and how you can use them badly. <laughs> and how you can be mature in the use of your gifts and immature in the gifts of the Spirit. But this is something that I want to say. It's just open to everyone. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you have received them into your life, this is open to you. You can operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You just have to have a desire for it. In the Bible it says, you know, you have a desire for the greater gifts. Who's got a desire for the greater gifts? Amen. There we go. We're halfway there. So we've got a desire for the greatest gifts. It's about desire. It's about hunger. It's about wanting God to work through. It's about relationship. 
about knowing God. And when you start to walk, operate in the gifts of the Spirit, it's not about the maturity of your Christian walk. It's not whether you've been a Christian for 30 years or you read your Bible every morning or do this or do that. It's about relationship. It's about intimacy. When you start to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, it's about intimacy with God. Because these gifts, they come from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a person. And so the Holy Spirit is operating through you as the Holy Spirit desires to work through you. And when you work and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's not about you. You know, it's lovely when we go and see all these prophets come and they fill out an arena and people are going there to hear a word of prophecy and they're, they're doing all these things, telling people a national insurance number and things like this. But it's, it, 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 it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, but it's not about being up there on a stage and people going, oh, look at, you look at, um, you know, look at Prophet Angelina, you know, look at, look at, evangelist, look at evangelist Tim, look at this, look at that. It's not about that. It's about how God can work through you to build up his body. To bless others. To build his kingdom. To bring his peace and joy and hope and love into the world. That as a body of Christ, that as we start to move in the gifts of the Spirit, as we begin to prophesy, evangelize, minister, and we get apostles and and pastors and teachers and evangelists, these things start to bubble up within the life of the church. The church is blessed through it. And the body of Christ is built up as we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, if the body of Christ is built up by operating the gifts of the Spirit, what happens when we don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit? That's an easy one, it's the opposite. <laughs> the body goes down, doesn't it? The body isn't as effectual. You know, I wouldn't have this wonderful six-pack if I didn't do all my exercise all the time, would I? <laughs> I'm always joking. But same with our own bodies. It might be, you never know. Mike's skeptical. <laughs> but same with your body. You've got to build your body up, haven't you? You've got to keep fit. You've got to exercise. You've got to make do things that strengthen your body. Otherwise, you'll become weak and crippled and, and not be able to move. It's the same with the body of Christ. We don't exercise those gifts. The body isn't built up. The body isn't functioning and working in the way that it should. The body's not being blessed the way it should. The, body, the community's not being blessed the way it should. Darby's not being blessed the way it should. Our country's not being blessed the way it should because when we're not operating the gift of the Spirit, the body's not being built up and the community's not being transformed because God isn't working through us. And we end up with dry religion, with our faith wax cold, kind of thinking, will God do anything? Or God will God work ever again? And God says, I want to do it for you. I want to put a fire in you that awakens you and livens you to my presence, that you'll come in partnership with my Holy Spirit and that you'll receive gifts and blessings from my Holy Spirit and you'll operate in them and you're working them. It's not your gift. It's not, it's not, it's not your thing. You're, you're a child of God. It's wonderful. You're a child of God. That's wonderful. You know, and God calls to some of us to be prophets and apostles and pastors and, and teachers and evangelists. And that's the office he gives you. That, that's the role he gives you to work and, 
and serve in the church. And he gives some of his words of knowledge and tongues and, and healing and miracles and things like that. And when we use them, wow. Can you imagine the body of Christ here if everybody's operating those gifts? It'd be a quite a dynamic place, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit different. Maybe some people would be excited to come here and some people would be scared to come here. <laughs> it might be a combination of both as people operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But Paul says, regarding the things, the gifts of the Spirit, brother and sister, I do not want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. You know, from the very beginning, the power of the Spirit moving upon his church was vitally important to God. The church began with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, didn't it? When Jesus appeared before his disciples on, in the upper room at Easter, he breathed his Spirit into them, didn't they? They saw Jesus, they believed in Jesus, they saw he was the Son of God, they confessed that. They were born again, and the Spirit of God was breathed into them, and they were sealed by the Holy Spirit. In the same way that when we recognize who Jesus is, we do it without Jesus standing in front of us, we do it by a witness of the Holy Spirit coming to us and convicting us. But when we confess and we believe in Jesus and say that he is Lord, we can only say he is Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? We make that confession, but the Holy Spirit calls us and draws us to make that confession. At that point, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. God seals us and owns us. He puts his mark on us and says, you're my child, and I love you. And I'm going to give you an assurance from my Holy Spirit that I'm there with you and empowering you. But as Methodists, those who are Methodists, you know, before the Pentecostal movement started, Methodists believed in the second blessing. But not just in one second blessing, but lots of second blessings about the Holy Spirit being poured on us to empower us in our lives. And I've been blessed in my life that I've had experiences of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, or filled with the Holy Spirit, or, or overpowered the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit infilling me. Whatever you want to call it, baptism, infilling, whatever gets you around the problems of your theology. But um, whatever happens, you know, God gives us an experience of his infilling of his Holy Spirit, which renews us, which builds us up, which anoints us, which empowers us to live for him. And as we see that from Easter to Pentecost, the disciples were told to go and to fast and to pray and to wait for, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples, didn't they? And others around them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire came upon them. And there was a new power within them, wasn't there? There was a new authority. And Peter stood up and he preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. He quoted Joel. I don't even know if he knew Joel before that. But he quoted about the Spirit of God promised to be poured out in all flesh. And as he spoke and as he preached supernaturally and filled with the Holy Spirit, as the disciples were, were proclaiming in tongues and different languages of the people who were all there. Can you imagine that noise? They thought they were all drunk. And as the Holy Spirit fell upon them, Peter got up and he spoke in the power of the Holy Spirit and thousands were added to their number that day. It wasn't a program. 
wasn't Alpha Course, however good they are. It wasn't. It was the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through Peter, who was willing to be in partnership with that Spirit, willing to be prompted by God, willing to be used by God, willing to step out in faith and declare, "Yeah, I'm going to proclaim to you what the Spirit of God has put in my heart today." I'm going to open these scriptures up the only way that the Spirit can open these scriptures up and reveal them to you. John Wesley talked about being being new birth, being born again. He talked about an infilling of the Holy Spirit that for Methodist tree he, he desired, he said, desire that infilling of the Holy Spirit. He called it a term called Christian perfection, which wasn't very good. But you were so filled with the Holy Spirit that you were overwhelmed, that you can't be the same again, that your life is transformed, that you have met Jesus in such an incredible way through the Holy Spirit, that you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, so overwhelmed, infilled by the presence of God, you can never be the same again and you have to move supernaturally you have to move in the power and authority of God in the same way that Jesus said Jesus said look only do the things that I see my father in heaven doing only do what my father does does. and so all the actions that Jesus did was in obedience to his father in heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit he healed the sick, he preached, he raised the dead, he brought deliverance, he brought freedom, cast out demons. He worked in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit still wants to do the same thing today. Not just in India, not just in Brazil, not just in the rest of South America, not in Africa, but God wants to move in the power of the Holy Spirit in Britain today, in Derby, in England, in Scotland. No matter how much we feel that's ridiculous or that's incredible or I wouldn't believe it, but the Bible tells us that's what God wants to do. And I believe his word and I believe he's going to work and he's going to do things in this country that will be unbelievable, that we will not understand, but we'll just submit to God and say, God, use me. Let your Holy Spirit flow through me. So this is something that's available to everyone and every person. God says, you're my child and I don't know, I don't care how you think about yourself or how you perceive yourself or how weak or how strong you think you are. You're my child and I'm going to bless you with gifts. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. It's hard to think of ourselves as being supernatural beings, isn't it? You know, maybe I'm just big-headed, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but it's hard to think of ourselves as supernatural beings, but we are supernatural beings. Our spirit connects with the spirit of God. Where does God live? Does, what did Jesus say about God? Did he say God is physical or did he say God is spirit? He said God is spirit and we worship God in spirit and truth. And when we talk about the kingdom of heaven, we're talking about God's spiritual realm, aren't we? The place where God rules and God reigns. And when we say the Lord's Prayer, we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, don't we? And so we are spiritual, supernatural beings that God wants to use and bring the power of heaven, the authority of heaven, the reign of heaven into earth. We're channels for, for the spiritual realm of God. That's incredible, isn't it? 
your channels for the kingdom of God, which is a spiritual realm that moves through us and moves through our spirit and flows out and transforms and changes and impacts. And so we come into partnership with the Holy Spirit to make and transform the world around us. And the Holy Spirit wants to manifest His gifts through you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit manifests through you. You see, when you think, when I go and pray for somebody for healing, I can think, oh, I really can't pray for somebody to be healing because they'll never be healed by me. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? Has anybody ever been healed by you? No, that's not true, isn't it? So we've got that attitude, oh, they're never going to be healed by me. If I lay in hands, they'll never be healed. That's true. But if you lay hands on them and pray them in faith that God will heal them, if you come and lay hands on them and say in partnership with you, Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit, I know you can do all things and you can transform and change. You can heal you, the waymaker, the, <laughs> the miracle worker, the light in the darkness. God, you can use me as a channel. I'm coming in faith today that you might operate through me. That's amazing. It's that simple, isn't it? God, I'm coming to you that you might operate through me. That way, when lay hands on somebody, that you might manifest through my faith and that you will heal them. Because we pray in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we declare healing over somebody, don't we? Not over the name of Gary and Nana, but the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're just channels, we're just vessels, we're just saying, Holy Spirit, my goodness me, you've got so many guests, you've got so many amazing things that you can do. Use me, make me a channel. You know, it's this desire, desire the guests. Who's, I mean, that makes me hungry just thinking about it. You know, it's terrible because we're doing a, we're doing a Daniel diet and, um, we're having vegetables at the moment. And, you know, and it's, you know, it, it, and you go, you go to the, the vegan section of the, the supermarket and they're selling sausages <laughs> and sausage rolls and, and chorizo and a, but it's all fake <laughs> it's not real it's all fake but it, it just makes me want to go and eat sausage rolls and sausages <laughs> and meat it's making me so <laughs> I'm just craving for meat and it's like one day and I want meat I want a burger I want a barbecue <laughs> you know, I'm craving for meat oh. <laughs> really am I could go on forever just telling you how much I want <laughs> but it, but you know they're, they're selling some fake in, in the world out there they're selling lots of fake things selling lots of things will fulfill you lots of things will bring you good and blessing but it's only God's spirit it's the real thing you know psychology can do so much and it's really good but the Holy Spirit in partnership with that can make a huge difference in transforming. Doctors can do so much, but praying for healing can bring transformation. Do we have the faith to believe what God can do? He's a miracle worker. He wants to work through you. Is my PowerPoint up there at all? Ah, can you put it up for me, please? That's good. 
I'm allergic to PowerPoint, so I try to. So you've got a listings of spiritual gifts up there. I'm going to leave them up there. You can have a you can have a, a read there, and you can see all the different gifts and the different different verses there. This is what we're going to be exploring over the next next coming months, and. Um, I just pray for a hunger, a desire, Holy Spirit, that you might work through me. And you might not have thought yourself an apostle or a prophet or a teacher or a pastor. Do you know what? In the early church, there was in the Bible. If you look at the Bible, there's there's lots of references to prophets. There's lots of references to apostles, some to teachers, but there's hardly any to pastors. Yeah, in the modern church today, it seems to be all pastors, doesn't it? Everyone's pastor's office, but you know, in the Bible, it's mostly prophets and apostles and evangelists. And we need that in our church today. If we're going to have revival, we need apostles. People are going to be leaders and take the church king forward. People are hungry for the kingdom of God, who desire more of God, who want to take territory and land for God. We need prophets who are going to speak forth into people's lives about God. Come on, let's take the land. Let's take the territory. Let's go forward. God's in this. God's working in this. God is with you. God will defeat the enemy. God is for trek victorious. God will overcome all things. We need evangelists who are going to bring people to the faith. And we need the teachers and the pastors to bring everything together and make everything concrete and solid so everything doesn't fall apart. All the gifts work together like a body. Everyone works together for the common good. So when you deny your gift to the church, you're hurting the church. You're hurting the community. You're hurting God's purposes. You're preventing God from doing what God wants to do. Did you ever think of that way before? I don't mean to put you through a guilt trip, but uh, <laughs> just to open up your awareness, you know, that you might think it's trivial that God's put a picture in your mind or given you a word or of knowledge or a word of wisdom of something practical that should be done. Or God's calling you into prophetic ministry to do these things, but you, you, you maybe thought you were just coming to church to be here and worship and, and sit there and to um, come and just sing a few songs and go home again and then God's telling you, actually, I've got much more plans for you. I've got more plans for you. If we're going to build the body of Christ in this place, you've got to rise up and you've got to come in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And you've got to receive the gifts that He wants for you. And you've got to start to operate and manifest and make those gifts real. I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, I remember I was praying over a, a friend of ours and you know, just, just, just praying. And I, to be honest, sometimes I don't know what I'm praying. So don't come at prayer. I mean, if I start off, because I don't know what I'm saying sometimes, but it's just the Holy Spirit kicks in. But I just started praying over her. And, just, and the words were just coming out automatically. They were just, just coming out and just speaking. Da, 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 And she understood me, even though I was Scottish, speaking fast. It was amazing. She didn't think of his tongue, so that was... A, even better, I think. But, da, 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 da. And then at the end of it, she just said, why, my goodness me, you just prayed over my life. You just spoke about things in my life that nobody else knew. 
I said, it wasn't me, it was God. I said, how did you feel about that? She said, I felt like God had opened me up like a book. And that God knew me intimately. And God knew every aspect of my life. And I felt loved. And I felt valued. Isn't that amazing? Just this prayer. You don't even know what you're saying. And and God works through. These simple things that build up each one of us as a body of Christ. And that's what we're about, isn't it? We're about building each other up. Who wants to build each other up? You know, like a big protein drink, aren't we? We just uh, build each other up and say, yeah, come on. Let's go for it together. We're people of God. We're the body of Christ. Let's start doing it. Let's just be more than pure fillers. Let's be more than just just damn religious people. Let's stop being wax cold, as John Wesley said, wax cold in our faith. And let's be warm and on fire. John Wesley talked about, he talked about the reason that the church failed, the, the gift of the Spirit stopped operating in the church so many, many years ago was because people had become religious. Everybody thought they were a Christian and thought everybody else was Christian or wasn't, weren't interested. And so people just stopped looking for the gifts of the Spirit to move and operate in those gifts. And people just thought, well, God's done everything. I tell you, God's got much more to do. And John Wesley said, the gifts of the Spirit stopped because people had become cold and religious and didn't feel the need anymore to operate in those gifts. He said, but I pray for a day. I pray for a day when the church will be in fire and move in these gifts of the Spirit again. And I believe that day is today, amen. Revival's coming, renewal's coming, God's moving, God's doing things all over the world. My goodness me, the Christian faith is growing like wildfire over the world. Everywhere there's more Christians in Iran than there is in Great Britain. That's amazing, isn't it? There's more Christians in Iran than a Muslim country where they're not allowed to worship or, or, or have freedom to worship God. There's more Christians in this country where we've got the freedom to worship God because God's bringing them to faith through dreams and visions and through the power of the Holy Spirit that's building the church up in Iran and in South America and Africa. It's the Holy Spirit that's moving. But I tell you what, the Holy Spirit's moving through Europe. And the Holy Spirit's moving through Europe and it's coming to our shores now. It's coming to our shores. Are we ready for it? Are we hungry for it? Are we saying, Holy Spirit, blow this way, blow over England, maybe Scotland. Blow, blow, come on, Holy Spirit, come and bring your anointing, bring revival, bring life, set your people on fire on this island for you that they may glorify you and live for you, amen? It's coming, it's coming, it's everywhere. But we've got to start and we've got to make a We've got to make a confession today, and I want you to make that confession with me, because it's a confession that I always find to make as well. And it's just to confess, Holy Spirit, if we've grieved you in any way, if we've denied you in any way, if we've limited you in any way, then forgive us. If we've not listened to your promptings, forgive us. But give us another chance to move in the gifts of your Spirit and the power of your Spirit. So let, let's pray. If you can say that prayer with me, then... Say that prayer with me, but if you, there'll be the prayer ministry team there as well if you want prayer at the end of the service or people will pray for you. But let, let's just let's pray. So, Father God, forgive us as we come before you and confess before you that we have limited the power of your Holy Spirit. 